make every night legendary. Guys, we've had some pretty legendary nights, but we've also had some nights that weren't so legendary. The non-legendary nights are done. Tonight is gonna be legendary. episode of the legendary stay Ox podcast i am back here with jordan what's going on people and of course i am chris a lot to talk about uh over the past few days things that have taken place congratulations to our new nba champion toronto raptors who yes uh, won four two over the golden state warriors um, <laughs> shout out to them and props to the Warriors, man, for continuing to live up to their team name and continuing to be Warriors despite uh, many of the unfortunate events that took place for them. Yeah, that's that's true. I give them that. They definitely fought through a lot of adversity and injury to uh, get, uh, or, or still to be competitive. I, I put it like that. They they did an excellent job. Still trying to trying to fight through a lot of a lot of unfortunate things. Yeah, if you uh, if you did not know, now you will. Of course, Kevin Durant, after coming back, and it's it's been a little polarizing, but in my opinion, somewhat heroically attempted to play in Game Five. He played on that uh, calf strain, and after looking at some videos from some doctors, different athletic trainers, who pretty much proven it was a calf strain, it was a lower calf strain. But the ripple effect of that could be what eventually happened to Kevin Durant. Putting too much pressure on that calf made him overcompensate on the Achilles, and eventually that Achilles snap. He's already had yeah. the surgery to repair it. And, you know, shout out to KD for the long road ahead. Um, may your future continue to be successful in your rehabilitation. So after the game five, Achilles tear for Kevin Durant. Game six came, and... Clay Thompson tore his ACL. Jeez. <laughs> Clay was in the midst of pretty much uh, being game six Clay, lighting up the Raptors. Went in for a layup on the break, uh, landed awkwardly on that knee. Uh, once he heard he would, once he left the game, he couldn't play anymore. He came back from out of the tunnel to shoot his two free throws to open the door for him to come back in if necessary. Rumor has it, or story has it, that he went back to the locker room, jumped around a couple times, and said, oh, just give me a couple minutes, and I'll be good. The yeah, team okay. doctor said, no, you won't. <laughs> and that was uh, no more clay. They found he had a torn ACL. Now, yeah. from my experience, you did you ever mess anything up with your knee? Uh... You know, it's funny you say that because I feel like right now I have something wrong with my knee, my knee but I haven't gotten it checked out by the doctors. Half of the reason is because I'm kind of scared, too, and I feel like I should just not play basketball for a while. So technically, no. Yeah. Um, your ACL does not grow back on its own, so you should probably see a doctor. But... <sighs> <laughs> In my in my experience with knees, and I've had quite a bit of it, the clay 
in theory, could have jumped around on a torn ACL. The ACL is what what stabilizes your lateral movement, so left, right cuts, things like that. That's why when you saw Clay land awkwardly, he grabbed the side of his knee. So Clay could have did all the running and jumping up and down all he wanted. He felt like he was fine. That lateral movement would have gotten him. So he would have got hit with a uh, one of those illegal surgery Baca screens, and uh, that boy would have went. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> wish Clay well in his rehab stint as well. And that uh, not only did that spell the end for the Warriors for this year, as again the Toronto Raptors to the NBA chagrin, I'm sure, are the NBA World Champions, but also. The Warriors 2019-2020 season looks a might bleak. Yeah, especially with some of the things that are happening right now. Yeah, they definitely look like they're going to take a back seat for a while. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to, you know, drop off the face of the earth, kind of like when LeBron left the Cavaliers, but they're going to, uh, they're going to drop. They're going to drop a little bit. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of a lot of teams taking their shots right now, taking shots at them and, and at the league in general. But I don't believe this in any way means the end of the dynasty as people want to proclaim. I know you have a lot of anti-warrior fans and people who are looking forward to this saying, you know, this is the end. Kevin Durant is on a torn Achilles. Torn Achilles. Now he may still be able to command a certain amount of money in free agency. Who knows? Someone may be willing to pay him. But I think that that jolt of reality at the same time uh, may awaken him to his senses a little bit or or not necessarily awaken him to his senses, but just make him a little more aware of his mortality. And he may resign with Golden State. Yeah. Cousins, who was a shell of himself in the finals. I don't know if teams project him to return to form next year, but if they don't, you know, he may be forced to Resign at a discount rate, maybe probably not, but that's always a possibility of him returning. And Clay Thompson, really out of his camp, starting with his father, they've all but said he's coming back and resigning with the team. So the Warriors, quote unquote, dynasty may not be over. It's just very, very hard to three peak. Very hard to three peak. Yeah, it is. That's why you can appreciate what the Bulls did back in their day when they 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 doubled up on that. But uh, you know it, and and this is a rumor that I heard too that you know even after the injuries, the the Warriors are really loyal uh, to their players, or or it seems that they would be because uh, from what I heard, they 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 might be offering KD and Clay max contracts for you know for the future. So we'll see if that pans out. Absolutely. So, you know, you never know. But in the meantime, Toronto Raptors couldn't stay on the front cover of the sports page for long. (laughs) Within the last 48 hours, we've seen developments take place where the framework in terms of an agreement between the Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans has taken place. And really, it's going to be where Anthony Davis will be a Laker next 
shit. Yeah, I uh, I mean, honestly, we knew it was going to happen eventually. Let's just be completely honest. Uh, when it didn't go through in the middle of the season and uh, things kind of got chaotic over there in L.A. and, and New Orleans, you know, team chemistry was kind of going down the drain with LeBron pretty much trying to trade off all the young players. You knew it wasn't going to be a good good season for them, but hey, this is a good way to kick it off for LA. They got exactly who they wanted. Um, and like I said, with, with Golden State kind of having to take a back seat now, the Western Conference could be completely wide open for, for more teams. And you can see Houston is probably about to uh, be uh, broken up uh, for good reason. Uh, they, they've tried that that same tape for a while now. They need to go on a different route. So you never know. L.A., they, they might be back at the top. So we'll see what happens if there are move, more moves to come. I know there was rum- rumors about perhaps them trying to get a point guard as well. Perhaps Kyrie might not be officially trying to go to Brooklyn. Maybe he might still want to play with LeBron. Who knows? But uh, it's looking pretty spicy in the West right now. So, you remember the trade that was offered in the middle of the year that Dale Demps turned down and, and for all intents and purposes, got fired for turning down? Because he, as a, as a man of principle, you know, whether you agree with his principle or not, it's up to you. As a man of principle, he just wasn't going to be pushed around by Rich Paul. So, yeah. that original trade was the Lakers pick, the... Combination of players that included Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart. So get this. The trade now is the same thing without Kyle Kuzma. Exactly. Exactly. Conspiracy. Absolutely hilarious. So as Jordan just mentioned, me being the skeptic that I am, I believe a conspiracy is afoot. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you pieces of a puzzle, and you're allowed to put them together or not. Uh, People who love LeBron will probably disagree with me. People who uh, don't like LeBron or hate LeBron will probably agree with me. And people in the middle, you know, say what you will. So, Dale Demps gets fired from the New Orleans Pelicans so pretty much solely based on the fact that he turned down the Lakers offer to send Anthony Davis to LA because he figured there may be other offers out there and he wasn't going to be pushed around as we pointed out so who gets hired to be the Pelicans general manager Jordan oh uh, would that be uh, David Griffin David Griffin. And Jordan, why do we even know who David Griffin is? Uh, Because he worked for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Mm. And who played for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Famously. Just uh, just throw a name out there. uh, Okay. um, LeBron James. Oh, that was the first one, I guess. The first thing you can come up with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you doing all right over there, Chris? <laughs> So, somebody is seething. You do you remember like David Griffin? I don't know if you remember this. David Griffin came out, and the story storyline was that the Pelicans didn't want to deal with the Lakers, and David Griffin didn't want his first trade to be helping LeBron because he didn't like the optics of it. That was what was being said in the media. And David Griffin's very first move was to send Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Yep. Yep. And at less of a price than what Dell Demps turned down. <laughs> so what was this what was this haul that the Pelicans got? So they got the number four pick, which is pretty much consensus in that this draft coming up this week is a three man draft at best. Which means the number four pick is, is negligible. They got a future pick, which next year, um, I guess I'm, I'm hearing different things on this, but what I heard last was that if the pick next year falls in the top eight, it goes to the Pelicans. If it doesn't fall in the top eight, the Lakers keep it. Right. So you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Guess where the pick isn't going to be? What's that? What's that, Chris? In the top eight. Ah. So now, yeah. pick next year isn't going to be in the top eight. It rolls to the year after that. So, it could very well be that two years from now, the pick could be further down than it is next year. Right? Right? Right. right. Then they right. get an unprotected year in like 2047. You know, so computers will be playing basketball by then. <laughs> so the cyborgs. Cyborgs. And the Pelicans will have the um, finally, finally when that pick comes to fruition, that third pick, they have the rights to draft LeBron James' grandson. Wow. Oh, Bronny. Okay. Oh, Bronny the third. B3. Oh, God. You already giving them nicknames. So, supposedly, according to reports I've read, David Griffin wasn't returning Lakers' phone calls until Rob Palenka finally decided to call a fourth time. So, wait. You won't returning the calls, but something, some intuition kicked in that made you answer the fourth time he called. He calls four times. It must be important. Stop. Please. Stop. So we got Please. all the picks. Here's the rest of the hall. Okay. You have Lonzo Ball, who you've been trying to throw away for the last two years. You've been trying to get rid of this for the last two years, right? <laughs> you have Josh Allen. As soon as you got him, like it's like, oh, he really can't shoot. Um, uh, <laughs> you got Josh Hart, and Lonzo's been Lonzo's has been a good guy, man. He's tried to do the dance. He knows that LeBron wasn't really feeling him, and you know he's tried to be the good teammate, laugh and joke with him, and everything. He's tried to be the good guy, even amidst his father being an absolute pud. 
Um, he's tried to play play the high road and everything he's dealt with. Shout out to Lonzo Ball, if only for that. Then you have Josh Hart. Now, Josh Hart's claim to fame is being a, a uh, uber better than average player at Villanova and being a real leader of his college team, getting them to a national championship and uh, annual high rankings in college, and being, as we've recently discussed on the MVP podcast, uh, where we wasted 10 minutes talking about this, the summer league MVP. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a waste of great time. Yes, we could have discussed so many other things, like the latest toilet bowl models. There you go. <laughs> something, substance, substance. Something, substance. You know, something that all of us owe dear. So Josh Hart is basically last year's Summer League MVP, or maybe the year before that, who knows? I don't keep up with Summer League. Right. <laughs> Ever since you had the uh, the Doug McDermott slash Tony Snell show. Oh, my God. We all, came, we all came away from there like, all oh, these bulls are going to be awesome. Has right. anyone seen I, I sure was hyped. Dude, I was hyped for that. I was like, Doug is the next coming of Larry Legend. Please. And then they, and then when the regular season started and they tried those same shots and large black men were jumping, blocking their shots. <laughs> large black men. That's hilarious. It was like, somebody tell this Dwight Howard dude to stop blocking my shot. Yeah, um, I'm trying to be great. They didn't do this in Summer League. So you have that. Then you have, I'm I'm sure this is the centerpiece of the trade, right? The um, Brandon Ingram? Yeah. He's the best player out of the trade. He must be the centerpiece. Right. Brandon Ingram has health problems. Yes, he does. He's got muscle problems, too. And he probably can't gain muscle because he's getting blood clots. Ah, that that is a problem. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Some people say, well, you know, Griffin can do this trade now because he knows he's going to have a bona fide star. Let me break this down to people. A bad trade is a bad trade, no matter who's on your team. If I have Michael Jordan on my team and I make a dumb trade, the only thing having Michael Jordan does is cushion me and makes it so I can maybe keep my job. Not having Michael Jordan means a bad trade is going to look worse because now I'm depending on whoever I got in that trade. But the trade is bad no matter what. The same thing applies here. You're going to have Zion Williamson. But the one thing about Zion Williamson, I understand the hype around him. I understand his ability athletically. I understand the talent is there. He's still an unknown. So you have a box office draw. People are going to come and see him, but he's still unknown. So you don't even really have a bona fide star. True. That's true. And then you go and you trade for Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and the Ingram kid. What's his first name again? Brandon. Brandon Ingram. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's such a household name. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> and potentially Darius Garland, Jared Culver, Kobe White, 
or or maybe this, what people are talking about, maybe the Pelicans are going to try to move the fourth pick, right, that the Lakers didn't want. They're going to try to move that fourth pick and find right. a team that really wants it. Right. Hey, Chicago Bulls, don't you dare move up to draft a guy that you're going to be able to get at seven. I just, I just, I just want Darius. That's all I want. You're not going to get him, okay? So, and Uh they better not trade, and you're not trading up to get Darius Garland because what's going to happen is, in order to move from, this is the Pelicans because now they're going to treat every other NBA team how they should be treated. They're only going to be nice to the Lakers. Every other team in the NBA, they're going to have, they're going to, they're going to play hardball with these teams. They're only going to throw lob passes to the Lakers. So, now they have to justify their stupidity. So if they give you the fourth pick, they're not going to take the seventh pick of Chris Dunn. They're not taking that. And they got Lonzo Ball already. They're not taking that. So who are you going to trade with the seventh pick to move up to four? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to trade Zach? That would be a no. terrible. No, 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 no. You want to trade Lowry? Worse. Trading Lowry would be a worse move. So who are you going to trade and move up three spots? You don't have anything. Want to trade next? Otto year's pick? Porter. Trade Otto Porter at number seven, <laughs> please. Somebody take it. Is Rich Paul representing Otto Porter? Because if he is, we might be able to pull that off. Because apparently David Griffin is scared of Paul. No, no, Rich Paul is not representing Otto Porter. You sure? I'm sure. Can we get our research team on that? I don't know. Why do you sound so sad? Because... The Bulls got screwed from the time that they got the seventh pick. We knew we were supposed to be in the top three. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. That's why New Orleans and L.A. got into the top four and got what they wanted. So this could happen. It's all a setup. It's a setup. That's why somebody sent out the hounds and KD got hurt and Clay got hurt. Now Golden State is out of the way. Now LA is 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 uh, uh prepared to dominate. It's all a conspiracy, Chris. Yes. Yes, it is. Rich Paul, let's get to him. I'm always down for a brother making it through through the hood and becoming successful. I ain't never against that. But what I don't like is any one individual manipulating the entire association and working everything for the good of one person. Charles Barkley made a statement that your agent is supposed to work for you, not the other way around. You don't work for your agent. But one thing that's misunderstood now by Anthony Davis and likely everyone else is Rich Paul has everyone working for him that isn't named LeBron James. You see, Whatever LeBron wants, he puts Rich Paul on it, and it happens. Right. More, more times than not, if Rich Paul is behind it, 
it is not for the good of the NBA. It'll benefit, and, 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 and don't get this twisted, it's not Rich Paul's job to be out for the good of the NBA. It's to be out for the good of the players that he represents. This is but, true. But when it comes down to one player versus another, He's always going to make it about 23. This is true. Anthony Davis going to L.A. doesn't necessarily, isn't the necessarily the best move for Anthony Davis. There are tons of other places that Anthony Davis could go where it would be better off for him. In fact, the location where he was would have been better off for him than going to L.A. Because you have Zion Williamson coming in. And a, and a team of Zion Williamson and Anthony Davis would have been a force to be reckoned with if Zion even becomes half of what he's expected to be. But no. Rich Paul has already put into the head of Anthony Davis, you need to be in L.A. You got LeBron there. If LeBron James wasn't in L.A., do you think Rich Paul would tell Anthony Davis that he needs to be in L.A.? No, of course not. Of course not. So if it's not the location, and it's not the pay, because New Orleans can get, could have given him just as much as L.A. will when he opts out. It's not the pay. It's not the destination. What's the difference? What's the change? <laughs> and then he just used New York. He knows nobody wants to go to New York. He said, yeah, so it's New York and L.A. When uh, Mr. Paul did his Sports Illustrated article. Not only that, he also told the writer of the article, I can't recall, he also told SI that no matter where AD goes, he's going to opt out so he can get the max deal. It's just his preferred destinations aren't are LA and New York. Hmm. He's going to opt out no matter what. So would it really have mattered to trade Anthony Davis no matter what team you were? Now, David Griffin. After, after the Kawhi Leonard thing last year, right? Where the Toronto Raptors and Masai Ujiri, Masai Ujiri, shout out to Masai Ujiri, for getting that done up there in the north. Yeah. But after seeing what Masai Ujiri did, taking a chance on an athlete, right? Taking a chance on a guy who is not guaranteed to be with you next year and winning the championship, you don't think that some GMs, maybe maybe a third of the GMs in the league says, hey, maybe you can still take a shot on Anthony Davis and get a title? You don't think somebody out there was thinking that? Possibly. But see, if that, 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 that's a, that's a, a, a drop in the bucket, bro. That 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 doesn't happen, and you know good and well why Toronto won this year. Even though I, I I I said last week it doesn't come with an asterisk. If we're being completely honest, you know why Toronto actually won. I didn't want to say it, Jordan, but you're free to. Well, it's because Warriors were depleted. <laughs> The Warriors were completely depleted and 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 butchered. So, I mean, yeah, it turned out great. Masai Ujiri looks like a 
all-time mastermind genius because that's how the cookie crumbles. But uh, if you want to bank on that being your solution or your your way of trying to 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 do business, where you just throw away your 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 future for a superstar who may not stay there, that's not a good. That's not really a smart thing to do. Uh, doesn't doesn't work out. I think most of the time. But still, NBA GMs and Masai Ujiri, you know, we're not saying he's not a good GM. He is. When he was in Denver, he got that team, you know, brought him back up. He's responsible in large part for what Denver is now. But, That's true. But a lot of GMs in NBA aren't bright. I mean, David Griffin just showed us that. But they aren't bright. And I, and I know it's not the easiest job, and I know that anybody off the street can't come in and do it. But sometimes you see moves, man, and you wonder if anybody in the street can just come in and do it. And you have these quote-unquote basketball guys, and just because they're in the right circles, they get decision-making powers, and they get to make these moves. I just, I want a shot, Jordy. I want a shot at Ben Jim. You want a shot? Well, you probably could be the GM of, of the Chicago Bulls right now. Honestly, I want a shot, man. Like, even just make me the GM of like a D League team or um, you know, some minor league basketball. You know, make me the GM of that. I want a shot. I just want to. I just want to show and prove what I can do. I I will probably not even be good at it. I just want a shot. You ain't gonna be no no worse than these dudes that's running the Bulls. Come on, man. Because it's not as, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not as complicated as you think. It's complex, but it, it, you can make it less complicated. Because most of these GMs, they have capologists. They have guys who work for them who tell them whether things are working in the cap. So you all get together in this meeting room and you say, okay, well, we want to make this move and this move and this move. Will this work if we did it under the cap? Essentially, they have human trade machines in their offices. That's why I want a shot. Just give me a decent staff and let me get a shot. Yeah. I'm a good presenter. I, I happen to think I'm, I'm pretty well spoken. You know, I've done training courses at work. You know, I think I can, I can present and teach and pitch. I want a shot, man. I mean, my old gristly basketball, old-timey basketball might get in my way. And my, my utter disdain for certain players. But I'll get over it. I'd make you my assistant GM. Oh, yes. I definitely would be a part because I, I think I have a, a, a good sense of talent and a talent evaluation. Be way better than Foreman. I mean, I I would keep you around because you're you're a pretty positive dude, and I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't ask you to I wouldn't ask you to evaluate talent. We're not going to go that far. And say hey, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's not get carried away here. All right, let's not get carried away. There, there you go with the you got the MVP syndrome, huh? What what did I do? Oh, the, government uh, names. Oh. Uh, 
embarrassing. I was just saying. I was, I was, <sighs> anyway, whatever. We're editing for me. Thanks, Gordon. We're editing for me. <laughs> We've been on there too too many times. I, I apologize. <laughs> they've leaked my last name. They they've ever, everything short of my social has been leaked. Now. <laughs> oh. They even know who my kids are now. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Somewhere just writing down my last name, my my kids' names, what school they go to. But it's, I mean, you you know how I feel about this whole situation, man. This irritated. Yeah. Seeing that irritating. I happened to be at a wedding yesterday when when all of it went down, and seeing it okay. just, I was in a happy oh, place. Yeah. And when I saw that, it, it, it made me sad. It made me sad. But hey, it is what it is. We got a, uh, it should be a fun NBA season. We'll see how that develops. The old LeBron and Anthony Davis team up. That should be, that should be sweet watching that. And, uh, hopefully Anthony Davis won't have to stand in the corner and shoot threes. Yeah, uh, if that's the plan, then L.A. is not going to be a dynasty or even sniff a championship, just like LeVar Ball said. So, no. LeVar Ball. (laughs) He's a character. Uh, He's been a made-up cartoon. Yeah, he just cursed the leg because they traded Lonzo. Please, Bulls, don't 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 bring any vestiges of the ball family here. It's fine. I don't do that. But the NBA draft is actually up on us too, and I know you like Darius Garland, and we're just yes, gonna um, we're not gonna dive deep. I think we'll we'll do better doing a review of the draft more so than a preview because it's a lot of moving pieces. But we'll just we'll dip our toe in, right? And we'll dip our right. toe in by saying, by saying this. Um, two things. Who do you think the Bulls will take at seven? Actually, well, if they take, keep, actually be there. If they keep seven, there's two people that I want to see. One for need and two for potential. Uh, and the second one for potential. First one is who everybody has been talking about, which is Kobe White, which who probably will be there at seven. Uh I like his size. I like his uh, the way he plays. You know, getting up and down the court fast. I like his uh, his his speed that he plays with. Uh, he has a decent shot. He knows how to drive. He definitely knows how to uh, facilitate. So I, I'm cool with Kobe White if that's what we have to pretty much settle for. But I think I would rather have Cameron Reddish. If he's available at seven, just based off of the potential and the things I've seen on some of the uh, the practices, the uh, the tryouts for teams, uh, and a two again, if if you're playing behind somebody that's generational like Zion Williamson, and then R.J. Barrett, who is going to go number one, and R.J. possibly will be going number three uh, at the very least, then 
there's probably room for improvement when you're the third option on a team that's stacked like that at Duke. I think that Cam Reddish has not shown everything in his little toolbox. I think that he has a lot that he can give to a team. And uh, it's just a matter of just exposing him a little, uh, uh, exposing him to uh, just being able to do 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 a little bit more, not having to hide behind uh, two two great talents. So you're talking talking Kobe White and Cam Reddish. So who do you think the Bulls will actually take? If they keep that, I think that they will take Kobe White. They need a point guard. I don't see why they wouldn't go for point guard. It's a it's a necessity. They've tr- given Chris Dunn uber amounts of opportunities to prove that he's a starter. And as much as I really, really was rooting for Chris Dunn to kind of hold that position down, and I was a huge fan of him coming out of Providence, and I really thought that he was good. I, somewhere along the line, he just lost his confidence and lost part of his game. And, uh, you know, he, he's very good on defense, but offense – it's too streaky. He's too inconsistent. Uh, and he's not a point guard that you can win with if we're talking like going for the gold. So, unfortunately, I, I think point guard is something that they're going to have to address this year. I still don't think that either point guard will be there. Wow. Okay. Because at five, Cleveland, Kobe's a combo, right? He's six five. Let's right. say Cleveland. Let's say Cleveland wants a two guard. They could take Kobe White. So, okay. As Cleveland takes Kobe White, now New Orleans is in the mix at four. They may, they, they may take the pick. They may not, but. They may not take point guard, but you still have Cleveland taking Kobe White, and then Phoenix needs their point guard, so they get Garland. I'm hearing the Bulls are big on Jared Cole. Now, personally, that's who I think the Bulls will take. Now, what I want them to do is trade this pick and throw it with somebody and see if they can get a, a player of some substance. Okay, so, so so play that out there. What, what what exactly would you want them to do? Like we just talked about playing Jim. What would you actually want them to do? If you had that opportunity to give the seventh and a player, who is the player and who would you want back? So I want um, – I'm taking Chris Dunn. I'm taking seven. And I'm taking next year's pick top five protected. And I'm moving it for a point guard. Uh, unless it's Mike Conley. I think I should be able to get with, I'm going to say, hey, Memphis, you want to rebuild completely. Give us Mike Conley. We'll absorb that money. You take Chris Dunn and you take his number seven. And, you know, if you want another pick, we'll we'll protect it up to Wazoo. But I think that, that the seventh pick and Chris Dunn should be sufficient to trade for Mike Conley. Because if I'm the Bulls, if I'm the Bulls, I'm trying to start making moves now. It's time. I mean, in my opinion, it's time to start making moves now. Yeah. So you get Mike Conley in there because you need a vet. 
So you get Mike Conley in there, you get your vet, and you can make some noise out east, especially if Kawhi doesn't stay. You can make some noise out east. Well, I mean, you can make some noise if he does stay. He just won't be uh, going to the championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to the championship either way, whether he stays or not, because there is a uh, there is a still-growing uh, African-Greek guy who's about uh, 70 miles north, and uh, he's going to have a lot to say about stopping people from getting to the championship again. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, man, this is – see, this is why when you rebuild, it has to go right. And then you have to have other things kind of go go your way as well. You know, you, you got so many teams in the East that are, are building and that are young and talented. So it, it might take a while for the Bulls to be relevant. But I think if they do things right, if they if they if they go about this, because I'm I'm with you on that. If we're playing GM, I would trade number seven and try to get or I would try to get a higher draft pick if I could. But if I can't, then I would do what you just said. Trade that pick with somebody like a Chris Dunn or an Otto Porter and uh, see if we can get somebody like a Drew Holiday or a a Mike Conley. Uh, I don't like the D'Angelo Russell. I don't like that. I don't think he is a great fit at all with somebody like a Zach Levine if we were to keep Zach Levine. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. And D'Angelo is a shoot-first guard. So yeah. he's, he's a shoot-first guard. He's not a locker room presence. He's going to clash with Zach Levine. That's not, a, in my opinion, not a great move. I know a lot of people want to see it, especially with the, the likelihood of Kyrie going to Brooklyn, and that there may be a monkey wrench in that now. With the likelihood of Kyrie going to Brooklyn, people were saying, well, you know, shoot for D'Angelo. I don't know if that's the best move. I don't know if that's right. the best move as far as fit and style with your team. D'Angelo is good. He is a bona fide all-star. And more times than not, adding an all-star makes your team better. But it depends on how you're going to use that all-star. And if you're going to ask D'Angelo Russell to come in here and be a distributor, and, you know, at half, half the game he's going to play off the ball while Zach handles, and the other half he's got to command the offense, he's just going to shoot. He's not a distributor. He's not going to get Lowry involved. He's not going to get Wendell Carter involved. So, exactly. You, Mike Conley's going to do those types of things. He only got maybe two or three years left on those legs, but he also plays the type of game, and I say this makes a big difference with players. There are certain players, the type of game they play, and I use this term, it ages well. Mike Conley plays the type of game that ages well. It's not highly predicated on speed. It's craftiness, it's intelligence, and he plays defense. Absolutely. That's why, that's why I think he'd be a good fit for the Bulls. You need an extension of that coach on the floor, no matter who the coach is. You need an extension of that coach. And sometimes a good, solid, uh, cerebral point guard can actually make a mediocre to bad coach look better. So I think Mike Conley would be a good fit for that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that would be good. I think that's another reason why, even if you were kind of comparing and, you know, even with Houston, you know, kind of breaking breaking their team up, I don't think Chris Paul would be a good fit, even though I think his game is aged well and he's still kind of relevant uh, somewhat. I just – he's just not that 
he's just been proven not to get you over the top. I think Mike Conley would be a better fit. Don't you bring Chris Paul anywhere near this team. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know Chris Paul's going to be pretty much making twice what Mike Conley's going to make. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And at this point in their career, they're pretty much the same guy. Give me uh, Mike Conley. Give me Mike Conley. Now, a guy in the draft, I got a little sleeper in the draft that I, I, I like, and I've seen a little bit on him. His name is KZ Ophala from Stanford. Really? Look out for that kid. KZ Ophala from Stanford. Okay. He's a pretty athletic cat. Um, but he's smooth. He's a Rodney Hood type. So, you know, look out. You know, that's, that's the player comparison. For him, so just uh, just look for him. He he may be a key contributor for a while. He's he's a he's picked to go. You know, late first, early second. So, and of course, there's always old Taco. <laughs> old Taco Old Taco man. Where is Taco going? And then you like the Porter kid, right? Oh, I love I love Porter from USC. Yeah, I think that he is going to be a huge sleeper. Uh, I want to say his name is Jonte Porter, but uh, no, no, Kemp. He's Kevin. Is it Kevin? He's Kevin. Kevin He's Porter. Kevin. Jonte is um, what's the name Porter's brother from Missouri? Michael Porter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Kevin Porter. I think uh, I think he's going to be really really nice. Maybe the Bulls can uncover some second-round guy who's going to be good. And also, can I, can, if you've watched this NBA Finals, all right, and I've said this for a while, and everyone knows I am, you know, my emotions are split. I am a, I am a homegrown Chicago Bulls fan. I am. And above all, I want their success. But since they want to be idiots right now, my other team has always been the Golden State Warriors since I was a kid. I remember the days of Run TMC back when they were scoring and no one else wasn't. Back when they were running Billy Owens and Tom Tober at point forward. I remember those things. Okay? Right. Right. So I know a bit of what I speak when I talk about this gentleman as he's been affiliated with both those organizations. Jordan Bell. Can we stop with the I wish the Bulls would have kept Jordan Bell? Is it time to stop yet? Uh, it's time to stop it, but I will say this. I still would take him over the likes of uh, Cristiano Alicio. Yes. Yeah, of course. And of Denzel course. Valentine. You just can't let me forget he's not here, can you? I mean, just he's still here. Sorry. He's still here. I'm sorry. I got to put it in your mind. It's just, it's just like a free agent, right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the Jordan Bell thing, I understand the concept. Um, King Dave over um, with uh, King Dave and, and G. Smith and King Dave. Dave was basically saying that it's not necessarily the player in Jordan Bell. It's the premise of which the Bulls threw away young talent. And I get it. And I agree. I agree. But let's not harp so much on it. Because as you've seen from this NBA playoffs, Jordan Bell probably has the bottom five, is in the bottom five of basketball IQ in the NBA. 
the things he was doing on the basketball court. That's just mean. <laughs> it was it was very reminiscent of Tyrus Thomas, some of the things he was doing. Oh wow. Now you just being mean. Very reminiscent, dude. It's you got a guy. Now he's not as bad as Tyrus, but he's 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 closing the gap. You got a guy who's <laughs> uber athletic and lives off of that. So you're gonna see wow. some athletic feats, you're gonna see some numbers. You play ball. You play ball, Jordan. You know, you got that guy who goes to the gym. He's not really a bad, he ain't really a who, but he's super athletic, right? He can jump, yeah. runs fast, he's strong, and he always comes in. He's able to get five points and 12 rebounds and get a steal because he's fat. He gets that. But you know, yeah. this dude ain't no. Because when you slow down the game and you pass him the ball and you get a guy who's cutting to the basket, he throws it into the fourth row. <laughs> right, I that's that's Jordan Bell. Playing the mess out of that, yeah. Uh huh. So, you know, can Jordan Bell beat me at basketball? Yes. Let's not even go there. All right. Yes, he can beat me at basketball. All right. Everyone can. But as as a GM on the rise, as I like to call myself now, Jordan Bell's basketball IQ is is to be highly questioned. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's that's very true. I, I can't even front. So we gotta stop that. We gotta stop that. That whole Jordan Bell thing. All right. And but that's enough of basketball. We're gonna get to our new regular segment, the Stayos List. The Stayos yeah. List. And this week on the Stayos List, we are going to talk about and it's it's pretty much been a hot button topic lately because of the series with the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. And that's the celebrity fan. And we've come up with our list of the top five celebrity fans. Now, again, as, as usual with the Stayos list, you may or may not agree with it. And that's your problem. If you don't agree and you have other ideas, you can hit <laughs> us up. You, if you know us, you can hit us in one of the chats. You can hit us on Instagram. You can hit us on Twitter. We are there for you to stay out listener. But these are our top five NBA celebrity fans. All right? Here we go. Number five. And this is one me and Jordan shared. Chris Rock. Care to expound, Jordan? Yeah. You always see Chris Rock uh, representing big-time movie star, big-time comedian. He's normally a staple, uh, no pun intended, at the uh, games. And, uh, yeah, that's really the, one of the first people I could come up with was him, you know, always sitting in the front. He's usually at the games. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's no really big explanation behind it. He just seems like he's a huge supporter of, uh, of, of, of the team. So I go with uh, Chris Rock. Big-time Knicks fan, Chris Rock. Uh, even if you were ever a, a viewer or a fan of Everybody Hates Chris, there was a lot of talk about the Knicks. That's all based on the way he was raised. He was a big-time Knicks fan, always seen at the Garden, supporting those New York Knicks. Chris Rock is our number five uh, biggest celebrity fan of the NBA. Number four was a fan that we saw big-time throughout the NBA Finals. Uh, Probably got into some uh, friendly battles with 
another guy uh, who's a little <laughs> high on the list and flaky. Um, our number four celebrity NBA fan, Fody Water, E. Foley. <laughs> Sprinkle me, baby. So, oh e. Lord. E-40 has, for a long time, been a supporter of the Golden State Warriors. He is not a Fairweather fan. Like I said, I've watched Warriors basketball for a while now. And I know that at the very least, E-40 was has been a, a, a Warriors fan since the We Believe Warriors. And probably even before then, you know. But I know he used to come around with the We Believe Warriors, that that team with Michael Pietras and, and Baron Davis and all those guys. And Andres wow. Beechnish. He would shoot like 60% from the field and 50% from the line. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But E-40 was always there, man, cheering the team, always been a presence, and even today has the respect of the players around him. They know him, they love him. So E-40 is our number four um, big-time NBA celebrity fan. Number three is the guy who was right across from him throughout the NBA Finals. He is a bit flaky, so people may take umbrage to this, but he made his presence felt. And now, now that he's cast his die with the Toronto Raptors, you can't go anywhere else. And I know you have that tattoo of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on your arm, but you can't go anywhere else. You are a Raptors guy. You have to be there. There's no cheering for anybody else. There's no showing up to the Lakers game because you and LeBron are buddies. You are now officially a Raptors fan. Don't go anywhere else. This guy is Drake. Any thoughts on Drake's fandom, Jordan? Uh, I'm with you on that. He's pretty flaky, but I got to say, since he's always been repping Toronto, since that's where he's from, I, I, I will say that he has entertained me immensely. His finals. He's made me completely forget about LeBron not even being part of the playoffs. Uh, I mean, if you go on social media, you go on ESPN.com, you look on the TV during the games, that man is in the picture all the time. They even pan to him as if he's a player on the court. Like, he usually gets 50% of camera time during each game. Like, it's ridiculous. Drake has been fun to watch. He's been fun to hear troll, whether it be Draymond talking about how he's a bum and he's trash, or he's talking about uh, Clay and Steph and uh, FaceTime and Steph after the after the uh, Raptors won. I mean, dude is hilarious. He is, he is very entertaining. Uh, and uh, I think that it was good for the league. It was good for uh, the the championship for the for the finals. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Drake. Yeah, so we let Drake in uh, because he has been rather loyal to the Raptors, even though he's flaky. He has been rather loyal to the Raptors. Um, and a lot of other celebrities that are big fans, we know that Drake's at least an NBA fan. We know that a lot of other celebrities that are big time fans. We see them bounce around. We know they're NBA fans, but we couldn't put them with a team much like we did with Drake. Like, you know, yeah. Beyonce and Jay-Z, they, they're always at NBA games, but they tend to bounce around to whatever big game is popping. So, you know, we, we know that they're big fans, but we don't know who they are 
actual fans of. It was once said Beyonce was a Rockets fan, but we don't know. Jay-Z used to always be at the Knicks games, but that stopped after the Brooklyn thing. So, you know, we know other NBA fans exist in the celebrity realm. These are people, for the most part, you can associate with that organization. Right. It's very evident. Number three three was Drake, right? Yes, sir. So for number two, we're going to go with the old head, man. We're going to go with the the inaugural, the classic, the initiator, the inventor of the intense (laughs) NBA fan. Talking about Jack Nicholson out in L.A. Yes, sir. Now, Jack Nicholson was coming to Lakers games when they were good, when they were bad, and when it was ugly. Yeah. Jack Jack is a real fan, man. You know, he's yes, he Jack Jack's gotten technical fouls. He's yelled at referees. You know, he, he wasn't he didn't always insert himself into it, but he we he has been a passionate fan. And you know, when back in the day when you would have Lakers games, you would look for Jack. That that uh that camera pan to Jack Nicholson was always gonna be there. And the Lakers seem to have more diehard celebrity representation over the years than anyone. There's just a lot of their fans are a little older now and not as relevant. Jack stays pretty relevant even to this day, so that's why he's on the list. Number two, Jack Nicholson. I'm with that. I'm with that. You can see Jack with them cool glasses on in the front row. My man Jack. He's been there since 1900. He was was in Minneapolis with uh, (laughs) the Cheering on George Mike and the boys. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's like, you gotta run that UCLA four squares, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> the fact that you did his voice perfectly. I'm sorry. That was that was out of nowhere. <laughs> the UCLA four squares. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh wow. So our number one celebrity fan of NBA teams, if you haven't guessed it by now, you will. Spike Lee. Spikey Spike. Spike Lee has gotten into it with everybody. Everything Drake is doing right now, Spike Lee has already done, except done. massage coach. <laughs> right. As coach massage. A little overboard there, Drake. But yeah, anyway. So Spike Lee... Um, super fan, man. Super fan. He's always been in good with the NBA players, especially in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, always chirping and chattering, getting involved. And, you know, he doesn't overly insert. None of these people overly insert themselves. Again, short of the massage on the coach with Drake, none of these people overly inserted themselves into games to where they were, you know, pushing and shoving people or tripping people, things like that. But, they were into the game. They were vested, you know. So Spike would chirp with Mike and with Scotty and Reggie Miller and Lonzo Mourning and, and anybody that came into the garden, Spike would go chirping. And, and actually, Spike, more than anybody else on this list, Spike would travel with with the Knicks. Absolutely. There's many, there's many times with those Bulls-Knicks rivalries, Spike would come to, to the stadium and be there. Supporting that team, yeah. So, you know, you put in the work like that, you deserve to be number one. 
Yeah, Spike has the uh, the occasional what the heck is he wearing? Coonery guard, but <laughs> but you know we know we know what Spike's trying to do. And then in today's day and age, with what these NBA players are wearing, Spike, you know that's that's a blip on the screen. Yeah, him and him and Russell Westbrook have the same designer. There's no 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 one has Russell's designer. <laughs> <laughs> you say it's not that bad, huh? No one has Russell's designer. Russell would be like, you know, can you take a tiger skin and sew it, sew it real tight to my leg? No, tighter. No, tighter. That's, and then that's... I want you to flood them out. I'm going to need you to taper this four inches above the ankle. Get that circulation cut. Exactly. I need to be pumped for the game. I need uh, when I take off these pants, I want all the blood to rush to my feet. <laughs> but yeah, those are uh, celebrity super fans. Number five, Chris Rock, New York Knicks. Number four, E Forty, Golden State Warriors. Number three, Drake and the Toronto Raptors. Number two, Jack Nicholson and the LA Lakers. And number one, Spike Lee. Mars Blackman for the New York Knicks. Would would it would it be bad if I actually threw one in there and said Mark Cuban? I mean, is that kind of like an asterisk next to it? Because Mark not Cuban a is like a super fan. He's not a fan. He owns the okay. team. I know, but he, he kind of is a super fan, though. Owns the team. You think Mark Cuban wouldn't be at the games if he didn't own the team? Of course he would, but I mean... If 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 it was a fifth, <laughs> I like that. Okay, I digress. <laughs> That's like if I was a GM, Mark Cuban might be the guy to ask for that. I want to go on Shark Tank, and I'm just gonna pitch my idea to be the GM of the Dallas Mavericks. I'm gonna go on Shark Tank and just have a picture of Gar and Pax and say, "Look, I can do their job better than them. Sign me up. I'll get it real quick." That's a low bar. Hey. You'd also have to convince one of those, one of the Sharks, or maybe the Sharks could come together and say, hey, let's buy the Bulls. I'll just take 20% profit. And I, and I just I just propose that you make me the general manager. That's what I'm going to do on the next Shark Tank. Here's my pitch. You guys buy the Bulls and just make me the GM. Hey. Sell Jordan, sell Jordan jerseys on the Home Shopping Network. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Shark Tank. It's still on TV. Yeah, yeah, but that was our um, that was our chaos list for this for this episode. And if you didn't like that segment, then you're a fool. But you'll <laughs> definitely love this segment. It is the most beloved segment of the Chaos Podcast. It is the Grub Report. Yes. So let's do this. Jordan, do you have a restaurant that you will never, ever go to again? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can think of a million off the top of my head, but one in particular is in the locality. It is in the vicinity, I should say. And I will I will not be bringing my money or my, my, my time to this place anymore. Because they are a breakfast restaurant who ran out of bread. 
I don't know how you do that. You know, they, 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 anyway, I'm getting mad just thinking about it. This, the restaurant is called Round the Clock. It's right off the expressway. It's right off the expressway and it's on Torrance Avenue. Uh, If you go south off of the Torrance Avenue exit off of 94, you will see this lovely restaurant on the left hand side. It is a 24-hour breakfast spot. Of course, they sell lunch and dinner as well. But, uh, yeah, I've never been that highly pleased with that restaurant. You know, there was a a friend of mine who spoke highly of them, and we went. and The pancakes were okay. Nothing to write home about. But I went there, and I ordered some – I tried to order a panini, and it was the morning time. So I'm assuming they're stocked. There's nothing that they shouldn't have for a 24-hour restaurant, and they were all out of bread. So I'm like, well, how in the world am I going to get my panini? Oh, sorry, sir. You have to get something else in the menu. Nope. Nope. Never coming back. Sorry. Lost one. That's harsh, man. Over bread? You just gave them the bread. over bread? That took it over the top. It wasn't just because of that. Like I told you before, their food is not that great. It's almost like it's a it's a it's a a senior home type of 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 of, of menu. The the pies are extremely. They okay. So I'll explain it like this: They have this glass casing full of beautiful looking pies. Like the 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 presentation is awesome, but if you order one of those things, you will choke on it. You will die. It's almost like the chicken nugget challenge without without sauce. I cannot stand that place. I'm sorry, but round the clock restaurant, you've got to go. You've got to go. The interesting thing is they ran out of bread and there's literally a Walmart right behind them. Walmart right behind them. Walgreens. You got the gas station that got bread. Go somewhere and get bread. Yeah, yeah. There's a Walmart right there. You should never run out of bread. If Walmart got bread, you got bread. There it is. Well, since you brought up that challenge, before I get into my restaurant that I would never, ever, 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 ever go to again. <laughs> ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever. Um, shout out to the um, views from the back of the class. Podcast, Josh and JB doing their thing. Old Josh, Um, he dared to take on one of the challenges. I don't think he definitively answered my question. I said, "Did you finish it?" And all he said was, "It was not a pleasant experience." Um, Is this the Swanson Burger? Oh no, no, no! It was the chicken nuggets. No, the Swanson Burger is a pleasant experience. It's just, it's just you can't finish it. You're in euphoria. You just can't finish it. You just can't. He tried the nuggets. Sands and lubrication. So no water, no salt. <laughs> Sands lubrication. So, oh, wow. Uh, still, he seemed to skirt around it a bit. You know, I love this dude. He's one of my boys. But he seemed to skirt around it a little bit. I think he may have completed it. But all I heard was it was not a pleasant experience. I'm gonna to venture to say there was perhaps some uh, some bleeding or or scarring of the esophagus, That's maybe cool. some damage to the stomach lining. 
So uh, holla at me, Josh, and let me know uh, the effects of that. Again, Stay Off Podcast claims uh, no responsibility for any medical bills uh, incurred from accepting any of these challenges. We, we just can't. <laughs> we can't cover that measure of damage if you choose to do it to yourself. So uh, all we're telling you is how difficult these things are, and we dare you to do it. It's just like uh, a, a game of dare and double dare, where if you do it, I'm not responsible. You're the one who did it. It's the same thing. So if you take on any of these challenges, I'm sorry for any uh, anything that may take place to your body. We're not liable. We're no, we're not liable. But let me know what went down with that, Josh. And um, we're going to keep it moving. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Brave man, that Josh. That's horrible. Now, now, my restaurant that I will never, ever, 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 ever. I love that song. I'm going to listen to that once we're done. <laughs> Get on my level. <laughs> Get on my level. Um, China Buffet. Oh, boy. Ooh, China Buffet. As I told you in the pregame, uh, Jordan, I want this place to never succeed ever again that's just okay. that's cool this is well they should have done what they did to me you, you put one of us in the hospital i put one of you in the morgue <laughs> i i never want them to succeed this restaurant first of all the food was cold and the only thing worse than hot mediocre food is cold mediocre food the food is cold and mediocre if you didn't get that from what i was saying then on top of that, we went as a, as a large party, right? So we had two, uh, two of the people in the party, for the most part, uh, kind of responsible for the party. They took care of the party. So they, they tipped the staff. Now, mind you, this is a Chinese buffet, which <laughs> means you go to get your own food. So all the staff did was pick up the plate and wipe the table. Right. So still... The, the two gentlemen who, who like in charge of the group, they 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 took the group out and they, they made sure the staff was compensated as far as tips afterwards. I didn't know that. So my family and I were the last ones to leave. We had, uh, you know, one of our friends, she's just like family to us, her and her kids. Uh, they rolled with us. So we were the last to leave. So they went to the, while well, I finished some things up. Now, as I was leaving, I was hemmed up and cornered by a member of the staff there at the China Buffet. Uh-oh. She proceeded to rant on and on about how she wasn't tipped. Uh-oh. And how she was mistreated, and she did this, and she did that, and she uh -oh. still did not receive compensation. Uh-oh. Hmm. Okay. So I said, I tell you what, well, give me my receipt back and I'll put your tip on the receipt. She told me no. Because when you put the tip on the receipt, she doesn't see it. It gets split. She deserves a tip. Only her. And the manager is looking at her do this and says nothing. <laughs> so being in the situation I was in, my oh, mom 
was to maintain peace because I could have argued this down. I wanted to maintain peace and get my family on the road. So I went over to the register and she cashed me out a couple of dollars. So I gave her a couple of dollars. She then began to balk at what I gave her. This is it. This is all you have. I said, no, that's not all I have, but that is all you're getting. And then I left. So once I left, I went and looked on Yelp. And I proceeded to see on Yelp that I was not the first person that had happened to. There were several comments about this establishment where they Lord. said people were people have been shaken down for a tip. Fine <laughs> individual kids. Little to nothing, dude. She does little to nothing. She wipes down the table. It wasn't like you brought the food, you took the orders, you had to deal with all of that. All you had to do was come and wipe the table down and grab a plate. You didn't have to deal with anything. You didn't have to deal with changing an order or uh, people being impatient or having to collect the kids' order, which can be taxing. None of that. Okay, I'll give it to you. You did come pick up the plate and wipe the table down, but it's almost like you did that just to get the tip. You really didn't have to do that. Because the table's still clean. I'm a clean eater. But okay. Even if I were to tip you, it would be commensurate to the work you did. But right. once you hem me, hem me up and try to extort a tip from me, okay. So, again, I, I did give her uh, a little bit to keep the peace, but never. Never. So, because, because the manager saw this, that's what made me upset even more because the manager saw this and did nothing. Now, what were you saying? No, I, I just want to give a quick shout out to you, bro. That 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 right there, uh, obviously in a in a. I'll just say that normally that that isn't the type of attitude that's shown when something like that happens, man. So props to you for keeping your composure and being a real man about how to handle that and still keeping the standard of you know what, you give her something. But uh, obviously, you know, this is not some place that you'll return to because that was completely disrespectful. But you turn the other cheek, you did what you needed to do, and you got up out of there. That, that, that mad props to you, brother. Yeah. I appreciate it, and and I do appreciate you, you know, giving me props. I'm going to take the little road now, and I'm going to tell everyone who listens to this podcast, and even those who may not, tell your tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your sisters, everybody, ever, 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 ever. Go to the China Buffet. It's located in Sherville on Indianapolis Boulevard across the street from Walmart, right next to the Dollar Tree. I know exactly where it is, and every time I pass it, it's I curse it's very precious. Oh, my God. He said, now that you've complimented me, I'm going to dog them, and uh, <laughs> that, that will be that. <laughs> so tell, your, tell everybody. Everybody you know. That's that's hilarious. If you don't want to, if you don't want to go to a restaurant where you got the waiters coming to your table begging, stay away from China Buffet. Wow. And 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 just so I know, is this this one 
place? I mean, is this one person at the restaurant that does this, or is this the whole staff? Well, see, here's my thing. I would think that everyone in this staff is complicit because they saw what was happening. So in my opinion, you're complicit with it. You're on board. So, And then if you go on Yelp and you see that this has happened before, even if it's the same lady, you have to know this is happening. You aren't new to this. You're letting it happen. So if you're allowing this to take place and you're the owner and manager and you see this, you deserve to go down with it. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if that's the they, they auntie or whatever. No. Do not go to China Buffet. It's on Indianapolis Boulevard in Cherville, across the street from the Walmart, right next to the dollar store. Matter of fact, there's two restaurants. I think it's a Hula Hands right next to it. If you approach China Buffet, just say, you know what? I'm going to go to Hula Hands. Because in Hula Hands, when you took them, they will actually brought you food. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the Hula Hands. I'm cool. Uh, look, if you got an option between China Buffet and Hula Hands, you better go to Hula Hands or you better stay hungry until you get to Taco Bell down the street. Because once again, Taco Bell is not where you go, it's where you end up. That's hilarious. But yeah, don't don't go don't go to this place, man. And and I and I, I mean it because on top of that, not only is the service terrible, it's the pitch. The food isn't even that great. I can see if the food was awesome. You know, some places the food is worth getting cussed out a couple times. But the food is terrible. The presentation isn't that great. The presentation isn't any better than any other buffet. It's probably worse. The food was cold and it was it was two o'clock in the afternoon. Food should have been cold. It was cold. And on top of that, I had to get that sort of treatment from from the wait staff. No. No. Sorry. Nobody go to the China Buffet on Indianapolis Boulevard in Cherville, across the street from the Walmart. It's also Strack and Vance. Right next and it's right next to the Dollar Tree or or uh, Family Dollar. It's one of them. But don't go to that China Buffet right there on Indianapolis Boulevard in Cherville. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. No China Buffet for you. Don't you dare step foot in that place. In the China Buffet in Cherville on Indianapolis Boulevard. Across the street from Walmart and the Strack and Van Til, next to the Dollar Tree. Very, very detailed. <laughs> and I, want, I want you to know what to miss. Wow. I should play devil's advocate and just go in there and just get the experience. <laughs> Be like, uh, you ever been to that burger joint called Ed DeBevix where they they, pur- they purposely like dog you? Maybe oh, that's yeah. what you didn't realize. Maybe that's the Chinese version of Ed DeBevix. Maybe you didn't realize they're supposed to do that. That was part of the experience. Now, was part of the experience having cold food? Yeah. they Anything to make you angry. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't know. That, 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 that is horrible. I don't make enough dollars per hour to pay for somebody to give me bad food and service. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that's that. There's no excuse for that. None whatsoever, brother. None whatsoever. I mean, I almost almost wish my only problem was them running out of bread. Yeah. Well, we 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 not gonna, we, 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 we not gonna bring up we not gonna bring up that bum place because it's open twenty four hours. 
around the clock, they brought you a plate of eggs, and you was like, I ordered French toast. But it's like, well, we ran out. <laughs> Man. So we just brought you the French toast without bread. That is a set setup. That's a that's a, 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 a retirement home. And you said they yeah. got retirement home food. That is awful. They just they just got a whole bunch of uh, in the back. They just got a whole bunch of those uh, those dinners that you get for the old, for your grandparents. What's the yeah. name? The turkey gravy with the with the with the uh, with the the roasted vegetables. The, the food trucks, they I think they stopped it, but food trucks used to bring like those dinners to your great grandparents and stuff like that. Oh, God. I forgot the name. I don't know. Meals on Wheels. Meals on Wheels. That's what they got. They just got a whole bunch of Meals on Wheels platters back there, and they warming them up and giving them to you. Oh, you know what? Actually, you just you just you just made me happy. Maybe next next week we can talk about food trucks because that that definitely cures the body of all ills. Just food trucks are my favorite. I'm tired of talking about that crappy place. Ooh, food trucks. Putting that down on the agenda here. <laughs> I'm not a big food truck guy, but I mean, there are a couple that I, that I have uh, patronized. And then I just found out one of my buddies, man, is starting a food truck, too. So uh, I'm down. I'm down. Oh, and, and, and real quick, I do want to send a shout out now that I'm thinking about it. And uh, we, we, we talk about food a lot on here, obviously, to close out the podcast every week. But, uh, man, if you all are interested out there, any listeners, you all are interested in uh, checking out a, a really awesome food show, uh, please check out The Chef Show on Netflix. It is uh, with John Favreau or Favreau. I don't know how you say his last name. And uh, John, there's... Say, say that again? John Favreau. Okay, so John Favreau. Uh, he is really known as... well. He's most famously known for being happy off of the Iron Man and Avengers and plenty other sh- of the movies he's been in. But uh, that's probably the most recent role that he's known for that everybody knows him for. Uh, and he rides along with this guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Chinese guy who has his own food business and he has a food truck called Kogi. And uh, they do their own thing on this show, man. Really, really awesome episodes just delicious food just really really good stuff man so check that show out shout out to the chef show definitely definitely i may take a look at that now also um i have nothing that i want you to watch use your time wisely you know be selective about your viewing Jordan, wow. Jordan dropping uh, Netflix recommendations, man. He's, he's really growing the brand. Um, <laughs> it just came up to me. It, it came out because I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was food related. So might as well throw that out there. In the coming weeks, we're going to um, um, we're working on something here to stay on podcast. I'm trying to get you some surprises. Uh, I'm trying to get some some wheels in motion. 
uh, working on some things. It may or may not come to fruition, so I'm not going to get too happy or divulge too much about it. But uh, hopefully it comes to fruition, man, and uh, we're able to give the staff's listeners and, and maybe grow the brand and give you guys a treat. Uh, but once again, we appreciate you guys for supporting us, for following us on all social media outlets at Seance Podcast, Instagram, as well as Twitter. Also, you can catch us on all the podcast outlets. We're growing. We are soon to be on iHeartRadio. So we're working on that. That's what's up. That's, that's another thing we can we can get out, man, and and, and get some more pub for the Stay House podcast. We try to put together some some quality listening for you for about an hour. So uh, again, we want to shout out our brethren as always. We already talked about views from the back of the class with JB and Josh MVP podcast. We just did another one, Magnificent Vibes podcast. We did another one with them. Check them out; they got some good stuff going. Uh, they try to cover a lot of the bases from music to sports, things like that. And uh, many of our other podcast brethren, uh, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you listeners. We'll holler back at you next episode. I'm Chris. I've been with Jordan. Peace out. All right, y'all.